Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos, Dennis Martin, and Charles Walton. Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, we focus on the mysterious disappearance of a young boy and the horrific death of a man in England. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number 1. Dennis Martin On June 14, 1969, six-year-old Dennis Martin went on a hiking trip in the Great Smoky Mountains with his father, grandfather, older brother, and a few others. Every Father's Day, the family would head out to celebrate and have some time to bond with one another. While out in the wilderness, they stopped by a popular rest stop along the Appalachian Trail called Spence Field. It lays along the Tennessee and North Carolina border, and Dennis, his older brother, and two other boys thought it would be fun to pull a prank on the adults. They decided they would split up and go into the woods, and then simultaneously jump out to scare them. It was supposed to be a fun prank, and three of the boys went in one direction, while the youngest, Dennis, went the other way. The only reason he was separated from the three was because he had been wearing a bright red shirt, which made him easily visible, and they didn't want to get caught. Like planned, the three boys jumped out from the woods and surprised the adults. They all had a good laugh and then waited for Dennis to come out too. At first, they thought he simply missed his cue, but a few minutes later, after calling out his name, he was still nowhere to be found. According to the family, it was only five minutes since the boy was last seen when his father Bill started getting worried and began looking for him. He expected to find him just hiding in the bushes, but soon the entire family was out looking. Both Bill and his father Clyde started hiking out farther and farther in an attempt to locate Dennis. When they couldn't find him during the initial search, they notified the park rangers to ask for help. The rangers arrived and helped in a search that would continue on into the night. Unfortunately, that evening, heavy rains and thunder inundated the area, which made their efforts and visibility increasingly difficult. It eventually got so bad that they had to stop looking and waited out until the morning, and by then there was still no trace of Dennis Martin. In just days, thousands of volunteers and official searchers came to the area to help find the missing boy. Among those scouring included the park rangers, locals, volunteers, the National Guard, Green Berets, and even the FBI. There were helicopters and bloodhounds deployed, and at the time it was the largest search effort ever conducted in a national park. His family described Dennis as a healthy young boy who had hiking experience so they believed he would be able to survive and would be found alive. However, the weather in the park was increasingly becoming difficult and the thick fog also halted parts of the search effort. Weeks and then months passed, and the number of searchers dropped considerably. Many thought the young boy had perished in the woods, but other theories also began appearing. One is that Dennis was actually kidnapped. Apparently six miles away from Spence Field, just hours after he was reported missing, a family named the Keys was also camping in the park. They thought they heard a boy scream and shortly after they saw what they thought to be a bear in the woods. The father took a good look and realized it wasn't a bear, but a dark figure of a man walking with something slung over his shoulder. By then, the father had not heard of the missing boy and dismissed it as nothing but a spooky moonshiner. 
When he did finally report what he saw, the authorities dismissed it, since they said it was too far away from Spence Field and that the time frame was off. Another common belief is that the little boy might have been killed by a wild animal and that his remains were washed away in the heavy rains and flooding shortly after. However, the response time from when he was last seen to when his family started searching for him was so little that it would have been difficult to believe that a boy attacked by a large enough animal would not scream or shout. Other conspiracy theorists believe there may be something more to the story. Many point to the mysterious appearance of armed special forces during the search. Their presence in the area was explained as them having training nearby, but at least one mysterious commenter online claimed that this was bogus, saying that they were a retired army commander. According to them, the special forces never respond to civilian missing persons cases, especially not armed. He found it unusual that in this case the special forces were there fully armed and searching for the boy. Moreover, the fact that those looking for him were highly trained in searching jungles and other rough terrain, yet they could not find any signs of the child made it even more likely there was something stranger going on. Of what exactly, he never elaborated. Today, the case of young Dennis Martin remains a mystery, and not a single sign of the boy has ever been found at all. Number 2. Charles Walton It was February 14, 1945, when 75-year-old Charles Walton left home, heading to work at a farm known as the Furs. He lived in Warwickshire, England with his niece Edith, whom he adopted when she was just a young girl. Charles was described as a quiet man and a loner. He didn't like socializing, but he wasn't hated and didn't have any known enemies. On that morning, he left his house carrying a slash hook and pitchfork, along with a walking stick which helped him with his arthritis. Charles was employed by Alfred Potter, the farm owner who was known for having a volatile temper. Later that evening, Edith came home to find the house empty and she had expected Charles to be home by 4 p.m. Alarmed, she realized it was unlikely that he was out hanging with friends because of his solitary nature. She then gathered several neighbors who all went out looking for him. The group went to the field and it was there that they found Charles. He was lying on the ground dead and had been severely beaten using his own walking stick. His throat was cut open by the slash hook he carried and he had been stabbed through the neck using his pitchfork. Authorities realized the force of the stab was so strong it bent the tips of the fork as it hit the frozen ground. Moreover, during the autopsy, not only was his trachea severed, but he also had multiple broken ribs. To add to the grisly scene, his chest was also slashed with a cross mark. The murder was so gruesome the local police asked for help from Scotland Yard to solve the case. Those people assigned were Robert Fabian alongside Superintendent Alex Spooner. During the investigation, they looked at several possible suspects, including Alfred Potter, and they found several unusual things. For one, it was discovered that even though most people complied with the investigation, Fabian felt there was a strange wall of silence. They also found that a previous murder in Long Compton, just 15 miles from where Walton lived, had happened. That victim was 80-year-old Ann Tennant. She was attacked randomly by a man named James Hayward back in 1875. James was a local drunk who, out of nowhere, attacked Ann and killed her with a pitchfork in front of everyone. When asked why he did it, 
He said that it was because Anne was a witch. Curiously, investigators were able to track down a direct line from Anne Tennant to that of Charles Walton, and it was discovered that she was his great-grandmother. Another odd find is that of a curious story in an old book from 1929 titled Folklore, Old Customs and Superstitions in Shakespeare Land, authored by Reverend James Harvey Bloom. In the story, set in 1885, it told of a young boy named Charles Walton, who encountered a phantom black dog while heading home on several nights. On the last night he saw it, it was accompanied by a headless woman. Some believe that the boy in the story was the same Charles Walton killed. Moreover, many in the town believed that Charles was a witch himself. They said he even had the power to cast an evil eye and was to blame for problems with the crops and livestock dying. As a result, he was killed in a ritualistic manner, wherein his blood was tasked to cleanse the ground. Although in the official investigation no mention of a ritualistic killing or witchcraft was noted, Robert Fabian, after 25 years, urged readers of his book to remember the case of Charles Walton if anyone was tempted at any time to venture in black magic, witchcraft, shamanism. Apparently, he believed that Walton's death was the result of a pagan rite, but today, Charles Walton's death still remains unsolved. So there were two of the most mysterious and murderous stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed this video, then please remember to subscribe and check out some of our other videos we know you'll love. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.